Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hey, welcome back to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast. Today, I'm going to explain sort of the spectrum of eating issues or tendencies that you may experience at different times. And that's going to include mindless eating, emotional eating, and binge eating. The reason it's important to offer sort of definitions and explanations of those types of behavioral patterns is because there can be a lot of misconception around what binging is and is not. And that's fueled by sort of a societal, societal norm around this concept of binging. You know, we can normalize overeating as um, something fun to do or something acceptable to do when you are getting over a breakup or really upset about something. And so a lot of people have a little bit of misconceptions around this concept of binging. So I want to clarify that for you. Additionally, I meet some people who tell me they struggle with binging. And when we actually look at the behavior and pattern, it's really more of a mindless or emotional eating behavior. It doesn't actually classify or, or meet the categorization of binging according to the DSM standards, the diagnostic and statistical manual, which is what psychologists and therapists use to help sort of understand symptoms in a way that we can give them a diagnosis. Additionally, I meet some people who sort of minimize their behaviors and their eating tendencies. And the reality is it actually does meet the criteria for binging. And this information is important because it's helpful for you to have a really accurate perception of your own current struggles. And that's not to shame you or to make you feel bad, but once you really understand sort of the severity of what it is that you're experiencing, it can help nudge you in the direction of the appropriate action or steps to take, whether that's seeking professional help or whether that's just addressing a few of the internal aspects that might be driving the mindless be, you know, mindless eating behavior. So with that said, let me start with mindless eating. You probably have an understanding of what that is, right? But it's sort of the experience of you're just not paying attention. You sit down to eat a meal and you're on your phone or you're watching TV or you're reading a magazine or you're doing all three. Then there's the people you're with, who you're talking with, and you're just not present to your act of eating. Your brain is, the awareness is scattered in multiple directions. And the result of that 
is you just don't even realize what or how much you are eating. You know, the next thing you know, all the food on your plate is gone. Or you sit down to unwind after a busy day and, you know, you grab a bag of popcorn or chips with the intention of just having a little bit. And then before you know it, you look down and the entire bag is gone. The mind is not present. You are totally distracted and your attention is somewhere else. And this can be frustrating, especially, and you, you'll know if you experience this, the amount of frustration that can be there, because when you become mindful again, you become aware of what or how much you ate, then that's when our judgment tends to kick on. And we shame ourselves or criticize ourselves for not being more mindful or not having willpower. When in reality, this is really just an issue of awareness. This is a matter of where am I putting my attention when I'm eating? And it can be, it can be on the one hand, a simple and easy remedy. And on the other hand, it can be challenging if you are just in this habit of mindless eating. Because until we become conscious of the unconscious patterns, we're not in a position to change them. Mindfulness means that you are actively working on becoming aware and present when you sit down to eat. It means you remove distractions so that you're able to just focus on your hunger cues, focus on the texture and taste of the food that you're eating, slow down the pace at which you're chewing and eating the food stopping to take some breaths and tune into how satisfied or full you feel and really allowing yourself to experience pleasure from the food that you're eating. One of the byproducts of mindless eating is that when you're eating so fast that you don't even taste your food and your awareness is somewhere else. So you're not really enjoying the food. Then when you reach the moment of realizing all the food is gone, even if you're full, there can be a feeling of feeling unfulfilled, a lack of satisfaction from the meal and what you ate because you weren't present. You, you were not there for the actual eating experience. And we want to turn eating into something that gets to become a really enjoyable experience for you. Food is meant to be enjoyed and you often can't enjoy it when you are stuck in the mindless eating pattern. So because of mindless eating, it is easy to eat past full and it's easy to overeat, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're binging. Now, the second category on this spectrum of sort of overeating tendencies is emotional eating and emotional eating is going to happen in response to an emotion. No surprise there. That can include stress, boredom, loneliness, it can be sadness, anxiety, fear, anger, shame, guilt, any emotion that you could experience could cause you to reach for food to self-soothe. Now with emotional eating, you are eating to either stuff down an emotional feeling to numb or suppress it, or to try and experience a positive emotional energy that can sort of replace or distract you from the uncomfortable inner emotion that you're experiencing. So it's an attempt by your brain and body to try and momentarily feel better, to get a hip of, hit of dopamine, to get a hit of serotonin and those really pleasant neurotransmitters that allow us to feel pleasure or happiness in a moment. 
But when you're done eating, those sensations go away. And so then the initial underlying emotion that was present, it surfaces again, it's still there. And that can fuel us to then reach for food again, because we're trying to avoid feeling that inner discomfort. So if you're an emotional eater, this can also be, be mindless and it can be something that happens so unconsciously that you've trained your brain and body the millisecond, the instant that you start to experience any stress or inner discomfort, the brain is immediately signaling for you to eat. And if you're mindless, you will respond to that signal and find yourself just in the cabinets or in the fridge or on your way to your fast food restaurant that you love down the street to get the foods that you're craving to try and experience a slight alteration in your internal state. If you're struggling with food and eating issues and you want insight as to why, then I highly recommend you download and take the Empowered Eating Blueprint quiz that I've created to help you identify which of the five bodies of health, that's physical, mental, emotional, energetic, and soul bodies, may be at play for you and that you would benefit from addressing on your healing journey. The first step to change is self-awareness, and this quiz is designed to give you that. Click the link in the show notes to access the quiz now. So emotional eating can have elements of mindless eating and emotional eating can turn into binge eating, but it doesn't have to be. You may overeat and you may be frustrated with yourself for what you chose to eat and how much you ate, but it only becomes binge eating when it meets the following criteria. So listen up. Binge eating is when someone eats an objectively large amount of food, typically two or three times what would be considered a quote unquote normal serving or amount of food for the average adult in a very short period of time. Now, an objectively large amount of food, for example, could be eating an entire pizza as opposed to two or three slices. It could be eating, um, ordering like two or three McDonald's meals as opposed to just one, right? It could be eating the entire gallon of ice cream as opposed to a serving of ice cream. The other factor that has to be present with binge eating is that there's an experience or sensation of a loss of control. There is the experience that I can't stop this even if I wanted to. And that might be a brief moment of just like not being able to stop oneself, but it's very distressing. If you've experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. There is an experience of, and, and I had this experience personally, so I'll speak to my experience where I would have a craving for food and I'd be in the car driving to get it. And I'm literally telling myself, I have a voice in my head telling myself, you don't have to do this, Sarah. You can turn the car around. You don't have to buy this food. Go home. You're going to regret this. And even knowing that, it was like there was this energy and force that took over my body and I could not stop it. You will know the distress of that internal struggle 
if you've experienced that. And it is a, that is a key indication of binging being present because it is so distressing. You literally cannot stop yourself. That is different from someone consciously choosing to overeat, right? You may choose. I want to eat. I know I'm stressed and I am choosing to go get that food and I'm eating it. And I don't feel any guilt or shame about it. I am. So I feel just good about it. That is, that is, if you're intentionally making that choice, that's actually technically not considered a binge eating disorder. According to the DSM, that's just overeating. Whereas binging is this sensation of loss of control and that results in you eating an objectively large amount of food. This can apply to snacks and this can apply to meals, right? Over a short period of time. So, you know, maybe you're not sitting down to eat an entire meal, but you've just been like snacking and you can't stop snacking. So the cumulative volume of snacks is significantly larger than what one would normally consider like a snack size, right? The other thing that I want to just point to when we're looking at binge eating disorder is that there can be what are considered subjective binges, meaning you're not eating an objectively large amount of food, but you're still experiencing the sensation of loss of control with what it is you are eating. Yeah. And so even if it's an, it's a quote unquote, like normal average amount of food, according to what we've been taught and conditioned as a normal serving size and you are not physically hungry and you know, you're eating for stress, but you cannot stop yourself. And that's still distressing for you. That would meet the criteria for more of a subjective binge experience. Okay. So you may find if you now have this new information through which to view your own eating patterns and tendencies, You may find that actually the majority of the time you're really just mindlessly eating or emotionally eating that most of the time, it's actually not a binge episode, or you may find listening to this. Wow. I actually didn't realize that my eating pattern technically is considered a binge because, wow, I always feel this sense of loss of control and I just can't stop myself. And I feel all of this shame afterwards. And I go into this despair spiral. If that is you, I want you to just understand that there's a lot going on internally driving this pattern and this behavior. It's something that we're going to continue to explore in this podcast, but please remove the judgment of shame. And I know how hard that is because it can really feel like, but this is me. I'm the one feeding myself. I have the power within me to decide what and how much I eat. And I can't control that. And it can feel like a personal failure. It's easy to conclude, wow, like what is wrong with me? And that can easily lead you to really judge and hate yourself. Tell me how I know, like I experienced it firsthand and being able to recognize and accept, okay, like technically binge eating disorder is a mental health condition. It's a disorder for a reason. We don't apply the same sort of judgment and shame to ourselves and to others when we're experiencing a physical health condition, you know, maybe such as, you know, cancer 
or you're dealing with um, an autoimmune disease. But when it comes to mental health, we tend to really be much harder and harsher on ourselves for struggling with that. And they're just different types of health conditions. One is stemming from the mind and the emotional world, and one is stemming more from the physical body. But even so, typically underneath either the physical or mental health conditions, we're looking at a lot of emotional, mental, energetic, and soul issues. Yeah. And the symptoms are manifesting either in the mental health symptoms or your binging symptoms or the physical health symptoms. So all of this to say that shaming yourself and hating yourself for your struggle, whether it's mindless eating, emotional eating, or binge eating is not helpful. Now there are other categories of disordered eating, which we'll get into at a later time. So you may not actually fall into any of these categories. If you are struggling with orthorexia, anorexia, or bulimia, there's also ARFID avoidant restrictive intake disorder, which we will get into at a later time. But when we're looking at the overeating tendencies and patterns, it typically falls into one of these three. So Let me know if this episode was helpful for you and just better understanding yourself and your own tendencies and feel free to send me any comments or questions at info at sarahspears.com. Thanks for tuning in to the empowered eating and living podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future ones. And if you loved it, then please leave a five-star review so that we can share the love with others who may benefit from listening too. 